Today on Locked On Canadians, we talk about that game against the LA Kings, and then we have our three up and three down. Who's hot, who's not in Montreal Canadiens land this week? That's all coming up on today's Locked On Canadians. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 744 of Locked On Canadians. Uh, Today's episode, I mean, like every episode, we are your first listen of the day. We love you very, very much. Um, And, you know, you can find us. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. My name is Laura Sab, also known as The Active Stick, and I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Scott Matla of Size Enterprise. Scott, how are you doing today? Uh, I think your your current uh, outfit, if you, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, is, is an indicator of Scott's mood today. The Bills won. Yes, the Bills did win. Uh, it was far closer than it needed to be, but uh, it was a good Sunday. It was the exact way that I had wanted to do this, is that I got to sit on the couch got to have a couple of hard seltzers and hang out with the dog and watch the Bills game. It was better than being there in the 35 degree rain and wind and snow and uh, good times were had by all as now we sit down to record this and then when we're done here I'm gonna go play Call of Duty with a friend of mine because that's what Sundays are for. That is what Sundays are for. Sundays are also for us to record the three up, three down. That's coming up later. Let's do a quick uh, thoughts on that that game against the Los Angeles Kings. The Montreal Canadiens almost made a game out of it, but then they didn't. Um, There was was a lot lot going on in that game. It did seem a little dull, honestly, from the Montreal Canadiens' perspective. Uh, But if you looked at it, you know, Jake Allen was actually really good despite the score. You know, you're looking at the score. it, It does not reflect how well he played. Um, Los Angeles Kings are a good team. That is one of the teams that we want the Canadians to kind of emulate where they have that really good uh, prospect depth. They have like, you know, they, they start playing uh, their young players and it's all coming together. You know, they're a couple of years away from contending and they, you know, they have some rough patches. They lost five zero to the Toronto Maple Leafs before coming to Montreal, but it is a good team, right? So one of the things that I thought, and, you know, people are going to, like, have a little bit of an issue with this because I thought Mike Hoffman was really good in his first game back. He did, unfortunately, have make a couple of egregious mistakes that look really bad in context. Uh, I also thought that uh, Caden Gooley was phenomenal this game. But again, he had this one mistake, ended up in the net. You could see it on his face. He knew that he was going to be on the highlight reel. Uh, And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, that kind of, overshadows the amazing performance uh, that a player does. But, you know, for me, I thought the Canadians didn't do a terrible job of playing that game, but their defense isn't all that great. Let's be honest. I I look at this game because I was driving back and forth from a family of uh, occasion uh, in Rochester. So I could only, you know, follow on my phone through Twitter and, you know, natural stat trick and everything else because I haven't had time to sit down and fully watch it. The Canadians did not come out of the gate well here. They got really beat up in that first period and were lucky that it wasn't worse coming out of there. Like you said, Jake Allen was very good in this game, just like he was against Seattle, that he gave them a chance to get back into this. 
And the Canadians finished, you know, just below, you know, the break-even mark in terms of Corsi 4. They didn't come close to winning the expected goals or expected goals percentage there, but they rebounded better. But you can't start a game that poorly because the teams other than the Kings, you look at a team like Toronto or Calgary, who was coming here on Monday, good teams will eventually make you pay very badly for that. And that's something this team can't afford because their depth, and we will talk about this in the three up and three down, isn't where it is, isn't close to its finished product yet at the NHL level. And that's a big part of this rebuild here. No Sean Monahan does hurt. It caused them to have to split the top line. Kirby Doc went to play second line center. Josh Anderson went to the top line with Suzuki and Caulfield. Things, it was, it was a, it was a coaching test for Martin St. Louis. And after the game, he talked about how he was frustrated with himself, that he wasn't able to adjust like he had wanted and that he put the blame on himself is that I need to make these changes sooner in this game. And that he's still learning too, a lot like a lot of these young guys are. And as I go through the possession numbers and everything here, Mike Hoffman was up at the top there. Evgeny Dodonov was up at the top there. Slavkovsky played minimally, but, you know, had a positive impact on possession. There are good things to take away from this, but the number one thing I am acknowledging and seeing here is you can't start slow because then if you're digging yourself out of a hole every single time, you, you what do you do when that hole's too big then? It's you got to give yourself the best start possible. And if you start by jumping foot first into a bear trap, it's not going to be, it's not going to lead to good things for your young hockey team in that regard. So it's annoying. Cole Caulfield's goal getting waved off at the end of the game. Annoying. Mike Hoffman's turnover to the empty net. Annoying, but it's a process. Not every game's going to be, you know, beautiful. And they've had a lot of bad ones lately, but we knew that was going to always be a thing that could potentially happen here. That is, although I do want to like touch on real quick, this kind of a running theme is Canadians allowing goal, allowing a goal or more early in the game. Like that's definitely something that at times has been attributed to shoddy goaltending. And at times it's attributed to just a complete breakdown in game plan. And so I think that's something that they definitely need to work on. They need to be more ready and, and this is the thing that's interesting is that, you know, last year there was a running theme that the Canadians were never ready. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. And this time what's happening is that they don't, they aren't ready right away, but then they pick it back up and they clean it up. They tighten it up. They react and they, and they react usually really well to allowing these goals. I just think in my mind that that's definitely something that they need to work on is allowing those goals early for whatever breakdowns going on. Either it's a defensive, either it's a face-off loss, a key face-off loss or something like that. Allowing goals early, it's happened too many times this season. And again, like we are in a rebuild. It's 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 going to be a patient rebuild. I don't think that the Canadians are going to rush this. I don't think, you know, next year they're going to be like, oh, let's make the playoffs. I think they're really, really working hard to put together a good team. Uh, and one of the things that they're going to have to do as a good team is is just not fall apart so early, even though they're able to recover. Like, I think you can compare it to, like, usually falling apart and not being able to recover. This is falling apart and being able to recover. Like, I want to see no falling apart at all. How about that? That's the what. That's what I want. Like, you, that start against Calgary, for example. I think it was Calgary where they scored in the first 10 seconds. It was Slavkovsky. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, because they turned the puck over right to him in the slot. And he's like, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this in the net there. So, like, hey, I'm not complaining if they yes. want to do that every single game from here on out. But Right. You just don't be the ones to turn over the puck to the opponent. That's what we want. 
Uh, and so, you know, we're going to continue on the theme of, of, uh, of, of the Canadians and their rebuild by talking about three up and three down. That's all coming up in just one moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. At Locked On Canadians, we believe that home should be where you and your family feel the safest, and especially that over the holidays. This season, you can give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, which is Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Canadians listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. This is a fantastic deal. 40% off a new security system. And here's why I love it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. Because in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology, which is exclusively available from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get your higher priority police response. response. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like simply safe. All right, Scott. Um, I'm very, very tempted to say that our first down of the week goes to the entire organization. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but I'm going to allow, allow you to have some specifics. The entire Ottawa Senators organization, until such a time as they're owned by Ryan Reynolds, and that will only mitigate it by a little bit, the Ottawa Senators organization are on my down list. I mean, they're just a perpetual like part of the down list. Any organization that decides Chris Neal needs to have his jersey retired needs to seriously reassess a lot of their priorities on who is worth honoring or what your uh, history as a um, organization is. Because if the Canadians had require had to retire every jersey with Chris Neal as the baseline, they would be playing in fractions at this point. Um, Saturday uh, afternoon in Laval at Place Bell was the Teddy Bear Toss game. It is one of my favorite games of the year. I am really sad that I was at work and could not watch this game live because there were 11 goals, six of them in the first period. One of them scored less than a minute in. And I don't want to take away from what was a very strong performance from the Laval Rocket without Xavier Simino, who was, uh, he was taken out of the game Friday night. He took a puck or a stick to the nose and I don't know if he was stunned, but he was taken out of the building on a stretcher as a precaution. They didn't have him for Saturday. The Rockets still put up five first period goals. But what punctuated the game for me was at the start of the game, Scott Sabrin, who currently leads the AHL with 144 penalty minutes in 23 games, uh, decided less than a minute in to grab rookie forward John Parker Jones playing fourth line with all the injuries for the Rocket. He was called up from the ECHL. He was one of the invites to the rookie tournament and training camp. He's gigantic. He is not a fighter. And at one point during this in the opening minutes, Parker Jones hasn't hit anybody, hasn't like, you know, slashed at anybody, hasn't done anything egregious or noticeable. Sabrin just grabs him and just starts throwing punches at this, you know, I don't want to say kid because he's in his, you know, mid twenties here, but, and they, and he just starts swinging at him. Gets two for instigating, gets five minutes and a 10-minute misconduct. 17 minutes of penalties in the opening 50 or in the opening 23 seconds of the game. 
I, I understand that hockey and fighting are going to be linked together forever. And if two willing combatants want to go at it, that is fine. William Trudeau and Brennan Sonier went at it later on in the first period in that they, you know, they went at it and they were, you know, fine to go at it. That's, you know, whatever. Rookie fighting veteran is its own thing. What Scott Sabrin did is not part of that. He just grabbed a guy who doesn't really fight. That's not what he's known for. He's tall, but he doesn't fight. He's not like Michael McCarron. And the funniest part about all of this is it put the rocket on the power play, which they then promptly scored on 30 seconds later. What was the point of any of this? You celebrated to the box like you'd done something impressive. You fought a dude playing his first AHL game on a call up on the fourth line. They stuck a letter on his chest and I'm supposed to be like impressed by this. It's goon show crap and it doesn't have a place. 144 gutless is what it is. It's gutless. Yeah. I used a different word uh, in a private conversation that I will not repeat on this show, but like it's cowardly. 144 penalty minutes in 23 games is not a sign of someone who is a productive hockey player. Yeah, he scored two goals in this game. He shouldn't have been playing in this game after that. But he's it's a clown. Yeah, it's a joke. And he's going to get called up to the NHL at some point. And you know he's going to go after Arbor Jacki or someone else because that's what he does. There's no. Yes. He's a coward is what he is, but you know, that's neither here nor there. So we will now step away from the Belleville and Ottawa senators. Um, feel free to sanitize your hands, wash your hands, um, do whatever you need to do to get that do a fresh uh, set of skincare. Yeah, steps. Exactly. Fresh skincare. <laughs> wash them off, like clear your pores of Scott Sabrin and the Ottawa senators. Yes. Get the senators out of your pores and out of your body as we continue <laughs> the three down for the week here. So <laughs> Um, Scott, it's interesting because we had a little bit of trouble coming up with other three downs. And, and I think, um, you know, at this point, we're at the point where like, we're not, we're no longer looking at trends. We're kind of looking at individual performances and we weren't too impressed with Semyon Montambo the other night. And the thing is in that game is it's not fully, I think on Montembeau in that game against the Canucks. We talked about, I talked about this in the episode we, I did with the recaps, uh, after Tuesday night's game in Seattle, the defense did not cover well in front of him and he gave them a chance to win at the start, but he wasn't able to keep that up. And admittedly, it's hard to expect a goalie to have that much traffic when the defense has kind of shut it down for the night. But at a certain point, you do need a save. Not, not you know, 30 or 40 in like two periods, but you need a save or two here to kind of help level everything off. And if you can't get that, then you're, we talked about it in the King segment. You're digging your way out of this hole. So what, what it was last year is you're going in, assuming there's going to be an ugly goal in the first couple minutes, and you're digging out of that hole after that. Montembeau has been a lot better than that this year, very much so. But if you can't get a save, you're digging out of an already deep hole against that. And I think he'll rebound fine. I think he's just regressing a little bit more into where he's going to be. But where he is now, compared to where he was last year, is still very admirable. It's just, you know that regression looks really bad when he started the year as a 935 goalie. So I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, and I, I'm going to borrow my third down from my appearance on game over on Saturday night uh, at, towards the end of the episode, we were talking about how the Canadians just like, like the way that Andrew brought it up was that they can't play well with the empty net. I just think anytime there's an additional man on the ice, they're not good. Like, I don't know what happens to them, but they just, they can't do it, right? Their power play is bad. Or like at the end of the games, when there's an empty net, when they pull the goalie, they're bad. They need to figure that out. 
it just it does not look like a man advantage it looks like like a two-man disadvantage at that point yeah and i we've talked about like when they've had four on threes and stuff this year too is that unique situations need polishing and that's on the coaching staff we've talked about the power play ad nauseum they have scored well in some games with the empty net, you know, to get to overtime. They did it earlier this season against the Penguins. Admittedly, that was also a power play in that situation, I believe. But like, they get, there's a little bit of fine tuning that still has to work here. Details matter, especially with your net empty. And Mike Hoffman, admittedly throwing a blind backhand pass, not what you want to see, especially after he got them in that position to even have the goalie pulled and everything. And that comes down to coaching. Like Martin St. Louis said after the game, it's like, you know, I need to be better at these things. These are the little details that matter because you're going to need to pull your goalie in games. You're going to need this. You're going to need this. Like just little, little things. There's nothing egregious overall. Yeah, they need work, but there's still a roster in transition. But little details like this really help smooth that transition into what this team needs to be going forward. And that's definitely something that they need to work on while we need to work on our three up. And that's all coming up in just one moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I know you do because you're listening to this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right. Our game is going to start with a three up. And this time around, we both had... Um, not necessarily differing, but we had like, I think we came into it from different perspectives. So Scott, how about you start with your first up? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm taking everyone back to the AHL. I know you're all absolutely just shocked <laughs> by this. Uh, this bit of news here is, uh, Anthony Richard is on my up list again, and I'm begging the Canadians to give this dude a shot because I don't know what else he has to do. He leads the AHL in goals. Uh, he's got 27 points on the season and I believe it's now 23 or 24 games. Dude is single-handedly trying to will this team to win every single night. He plays with speed. He plays with skill. He plays with aggression. He's everything that the people on the Canadians offense aren't when they're off their game. And this is not to call out directly Yol Armia and other people, but Anthony Richard looks like he gives a crap every single night. And he did in the preseason too. And that I thought he might steal that fourth line spot. And admittedly, I would like to see him play in the NHL. I think it would one would mean a lot for him to, you know, put on a Canadian's uniform and step onto the Bell Center ice in a regular season game. I don't think there's like a long history of dudes named Richard having, you know, long, lengthy, successful careers or anything. And before anybody yells at me in the comments, I'm begging you to understand that this is a joke and uh, just please laugh and laugh along because we'd be calling up Richard from the rocket and it's funny. Ha ha ha. Anyways, I want to see him get a game up here and, and that in, doesn't mean I don't want to see Jesse Ullinen or Raphael Harvey Pernard or whomever. I think Anthony Richard has done everything that you can ask a veteran to do in the AHL this year that you have to give him at least a game or two at home. 
what what's it gonna hurt in this season if you, if you lose the games that he plays in who cares you wanted to lose so i don't think there's anything to lose and i think it's a it would be important for him uh and probably go a long way to potentially bringing him back next season as well right and it also sends a message to everybody else right that's also important uh so my first up went to jake allen obviously you know we talked a lot about how he struggled. Uh, he fell off a cliff at some point, but now he's picking it back up. And, you know, the fact that he's not winning games isn't necessarily his fault. But that performance against Calgary a week and a half ago, uh, perf- the performance against the LA Kings, I think, you know, you got to give him some credit. He's finding his game back. So I'm going to give him some props, but also ask Martin saying we need to play him a little less. I, I think that uh, I was on the sick podcast uh, with Matt O'Hayan on uh, Friday night. And one of the questions we were asked was, what, what do you think, whose net is it? And, you know, what do you do with the goaltending? And it's like, I wouldn't mind giving Montembo a few more games here and there. Cause uh, Jake Allen has started twice as many games as Samuel Montembo at this point, they should be closer to like a 60, 40 split. I don't think it's ever going to be an even 50, 50 here. But I do think Montembeau should play a little bit more. Let Allen, you know, recuperate because you're still going to need him next season. Caden Primo is not getting the reps he needed this year, partially due to the injury he suffered uh, on the bench there. We don't know when he's going to be back, and we don't know what goalie is going to be next. We don't know if Disho is going to come over from Europe. We don't know if Dobish is going to leave the NCAA. And some of the other players they have, uh, Emmett Courteau, is just starting his NCAA career. There's not an immediate answer here. So you still need Jake Allen at least ready for, you know, next season and then assess from there, depending on what you're at. And I do think Allen was very good this week, even with a one in one record. It could have very easily been far, far worse if he wasn't at top of his game in in both the Seattle game and the L.A. game. So honorable mentions, we're doing Caden Gooley. Obviously, Lane Hudson continues to be the best. He scored Um, again today, by the way. Um, Seven goals on the season. I'm shocked uh, that he scored another goal. Shock. Yeah, no. Well, people told us we're not supposed to be excited about it on Twitter. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep a very solemn face and go, yay, yay, good, good for Lane Hudson. That, that's, that's neat and swell. Congrats! I can get candy for a, a hay penny down at the corner store. It's <laughs> all right. So that, that's another honorable mention. Um, I'm gonna give Mike Hoffman an honorable mention. I know some people are taking issue with the big mistake that he the made. The comments are typing furiously as we right speak now, right as, now. As I said that, somebody's <laughs> like, "I need to go tell this woman that she's wrong." But listen, listen, listen. That was a very bad turnover. I'm not saying that it wasn't. It was a very bad time for a very bad turnover. But if you look at the rest of his game. And as we pointed out on Game Over, because I, I, I keep saying that is because I don't want you to think that I'm plagiarizing myself or Andrew. Uh, but like the last few games, even before his injury, like he hasn't just been a pure goal scorer. He's made attempts to fit into the lineup. You know, he's made attempts to be part of the solution. So I am, you know, I'm thanking Mike Hoffman for increasing his trade value. Um, Scott, do you have any more honorable mentions before we do our final up slash ups? Uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention to uh, Joe Verbatic. He collected his first AHL point with an assist on what stood and ended up being the game-winning goal, uh, Jesse Ullinen's game-winning goal. Um, he came in in relief of Kevin Poulin last week. Uh, he played, you know, as well as you can expect with a team with a patchwork defense in front of him. So uh, it's a good moment for him. Uh, his first AHL career start there. He's been playing with the Lions in the ECHL. Um, but before we get into the final up, uh, I think everyone knows that I'm going to probably pick Cole Caulfield here. Dude just keeps scoring goals. 
did against Vancouver, did against Seattle, did against LA twice. It's what else can you say? I don't want to hear unsustainable anymore. I just want to see people say, well, you know what? Let's see how far this shooting talent actually goes. I don't care if it's unsustainable or not. I want to have fun. And you know what? Cole Caulfield scoring goals is about as fun as it gets for Canadians fans this year. It's like he makes it look so easy too. It, that's the thing that's so incredible is that sometimes he'll like score a goal. He won't even look all that impressed with himself. He's just like, eh, I did it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, oh, well, I, I shot at top corner. I've never done that before. Like it's, he's so impressive and talented at what he does that it's really hard to not, to not be giddy whenever he scores goals. Like he's going to hit potentially 20 before the end of December. Like, how sick is that? You know, he didn't have two goals before December last year, and now he might have 10 times that. It's, it's just, just incredible. It's so impressive. <laughs> I'm like sitting there, like looking at like, like imagining like every time he scores, like Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon look at each other and like add another zero. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> so yeah, or another 500,000. I don't know. But like, imagine this kid reaches 40 goals this season. I don't know. You don't, you, you usually, usually statistically, somebody that's this hot in the first half of the season tends to cool off in the second half of the season. But this is Cole Caulfield. And this is a kid that if he sniffs like even close to 40, if he gets close to 35, I think he's going to hit 40. And, and like, he's got 16 now. He had 23 last year. And the, you know, the power play, God forbid ever sorts itself out. Just, just throw your projection out the window because he's going to, he's going to make you regret it. Like he's done his entire career. He's too short. Can't score. Uh, he's good at, you know, at the uh, juniors level, but he won't score at the NCAA. Ah, well, it's not going to fly in the you NHL. Can't get past big defenseman. That was yeah, one. It, just stop doubting Cole Caulfield at this point. Like, it, it, it's, it says, I get models and stats say this and that. Just shut up and enjoy the ride. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. Absolutely. And to be fair, it feels like everybody else is on the same bandwagon we are, except for Leafs fans because they like to live in a state of denial, but we will give them that because reality will hit them in April anyway. Yes. I think, I think that's, that's all. Yeah. That's everything for our ups this week. I think I, that, you know, went a little bit uh, longer than I've been to on the Cole Caulfield <laughs> bit. So but it's Cole Caulfield. He deserves it. Also honorable mention to that, like Nick Suzuki, like, like who was it that tried to hit him and just like went flying. <laughs> Alex Adler, who got needed into retirement by Nick Suzuki. <laughs> so funny uh we posted the gif on uh, on our on our twitter so um yeah if you missed the game at least check out that gif it's so it looks so funny um all right that was it for our monday episode we will be back with a recap of the calgary game why is it on a monday i don't know but we will be back with a recap for that and also don't forget there is a special episode a quick bonus that's coming up later this week don't forget. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube and you've hit that subscribe button, also hit that bell so you'll get notified when we post a new episode. Uh, and also tell your friends about us if you like us. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Scott Matley. You'll find me at The Active Stick. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.